Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, the St. Louis Blues have played two games since we last talked, an overtime victory against the New York Rangers and a regulation loss against the Minnesota Wild. Vladimir Tarasenko made his emotional return to St. Louis. Wonderful tribute video, wonderful quotes afterwards about the fans. Going to be talking about all of that and more, plus the Blues' final two games of the regular season on today's episode of the Locked On Blues podcast. Should be a good episode. Make sure... You stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your number one source for blues content. I am your host, as always, Josh Hyman. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the show. I've been covering the St. Louis Blues for about five or so years, whether it be writing, tweeting, or podcasting. Uh, if this isn't your first time, thanks for coming back. Thanks for tuning in, uh, making Lockdown Blues part of your daily routine, making the show your hashtag first listen. I've been seeing a lot of good comments and stuff, good support lately. And I really appreciate all that. Um, I recognize you, you know, if you comment on YouTube or on Twitter frequently, I I, I recognize your name. So I appreciate that. I'm going to be reading through some of them, you know, from today's episode, etc. showing out some love. Uh, anyways, got a fun episode today. Uh, Blues have, like I said, played two games since we last talked, one against the New York Rangers with the return of Vladimir Tarasenko. going to spend a lot of time talking about that. Tarasenko, you know, his reaction to the tribute video and all that. Um, and then they also played a game against the Minnesota Wild, which they struggled a little bit, giving up five goals, but scoring three. Plus, the Blues only have two games left in the regular season, and both of which are going to be started by Joel Hofer, uh, as he was recently called up. So Jordan Bennington's season is done, unless anything changes, of course. A um, lot to get into, obviously, like I said, um, but, you know, gonna gonna take it slow. You know, we only got a few games left. I want to... Or no, hopefully we'll get one of the last two starts. Apologies there for the for the misinformation. So Jordan Bennington is not done for the season, but Thomas Grice is. Um, but hopefully we'll get one more start, get a chance to get a look at get a look at him there. Robert Bortuzzo, done for the year, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but before we get into any of that, let's just jump into the Rangers game. Gonna spend a little bit of time talking about the game, more so want to talk about the return of Vladimir Tarasenko and what that meant and his post-game quote, which I thought was interesting. Um, and yeah, uh, game started out pretty solid as Alexi Toropchenko, a guy who I think has had a pretty solid last few weeks, uh, got himself an unassisted goal, his 10th of the season. Good to see him hit double digits, give the Blues a one nothing lead in the second period. First period was kind of back and forth. Um, low intensity, low action, only 14 total shots on goal in that first period, eight coming from St. Louis, six from the New York Rangers. Um and yeah, I mean, heading into the second, it was definitely a tough one. The Rangers got a ton of shots on goal with 12. Blues only got five, but only thing that mattered was the goal total, and the Blues got one of them things, putting them up one nothing. Um, however, the lead did not last too long, as who but Vladimir Tarasenko scored on the power play, his 18th of the year, to tie the game up for the New York Rangers. However, Tyler Pitlick, of course, you know, everyone expected him to score along with Torpachenko this game. Um, gets his seventh of the year to put the Blues back on top about half of the third. However, 
The Rangers wanted to earn themselves at least a point, and they did so with Vincent Trocek getting his 21st of the year. Another point for Tarasenko on the assist um, with about two minutes to go in the, in the game. And, you know, all the tanking fans were excited there, hoping that maybe the Blues would find a way to only get one point out of this game. However, Kasperi Kapanen said no tanking for us today as he got his 15th goal of the year, continued his wonderful, wonderful play with the St. Louis Blues. Um scoring just a minute into overtime, giving the Blues the victory, spoiling Tarasenko's return to St. Louis. But it was really great to see him uh, back. You know, I, I was wondering if I was going to be a little bit bitter. You know, you, can, you can't really prepare yourself for that as a fan uh, until you actually witness it. But I was happy. Um, the tribute video definitely got me a little misty-eyed. They chose a wonderful selection of highlights and um, just just plays and, and moments that encapsulated his career, you know, showing Ari, who those of you who don't know, um, Ari was a, a fan who was battling cancer, uh, who Vladimir Tarasenko spent a lot of time with. And, you know, it was, it was memories like that beyond the, um, beyond the plays on the ice that I think really cemented Vladimir Tarasenko as a blues legend. Um, and that tribute video definitely got me a little, a little teary eyed, uh, you know, and he looked very appreciative. He gave a good quote um, after the game. Uh, he said, I'm not going to lie. It was very hard for me emotionally. I have a really good feeling when I walked into the building and see all the guys I knew, have a chance to talk with my teammates, my friends. This place will be special in our heart, probably referring to him and his family. Um, whatever people say in the media, we always love this city. We always appreciate all the effort, the support, the club, and the fans and the friends gave us. Teammates, everybody, the city, the fans will be in our hearts forever. So he is very clearly very very grateful uh for the time that he spent in st louis and you know as fans i think it would be selfish of us to not be equally as grateful for you know the years he put in um i i don't think i've seen a lot of people criticizing him and and, and actively rooting against him or anything like that you know obviously you get the whole sammy blay and blah 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 versus tarasenko but i think at the end of the day you know he's he's always going to be a fan favorite i still have his jersey up on the wall like i've said countless times and i'm not taking it down at least until the start of next season uh maybe i'll get a new jersey or something to to commemorate someone else but i mean he was he was the reason why i started following the blues as intensely as i did um so fun to watch play in his younger years and battled through injuries battled through adversity brought the blues a cup like he promised he would um early on in his career so Great to see him back. Nice to see him get a goal. Never thought I'd see the day that he would score in the Blues home arena for another team, but it is what it is. That being said, let's jump into talking about the Minnesota Wild game, which the Blues won five to th- or lost five to three. Man, I'm a little bit off today. Um, sorry, long long day at work. Um, anyways, before we get into that. I want to tell you guys about FanDuel Sportsbook. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back, and there is no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. A lot of fun stuff. Um, especially, you know, baseball throws some interesting, interesting sort of parlays into the fold. You can get bet on strikeouts home runs, first at bats, all that fun stuff. Plus, as always, you can bet on hockey, basketball, etc. anything you want. Uh, don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, official betting partner of Major League Baseball. And we'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. 
All right, so the St. Louis Blues recently visited Minnesota in a crucial, crucial game for them in terms of keeping pace in the Central Division. The Blues were not able to play spoiler and let the Wild walk away with a 5-3 to three victory. However, the Blues did generate 40 shots on goal, which is a milestone I feel like I've been talking about for months on this show. It's probably happened once or twice, and I just wasn't paying attention, but especially as of late, the shot generation has been such an issue for the Blues, trending upwards a little bit lately, and finally, finally, finally reaching that 40-shot-on-goal plateau. Again, I don't know if this statistic held, but about you know a third of the way through the season, halfway through the season, uh, a couple months ago, there was a statistic that I saw that the Blues were one of only three teams that had yet to score, get 40 shots on goal in a game, and those other two teams were the two worst teams in the NHL. So shot generation has been an issue for the Blues all year, but it was good to see them go up against a pretty strong defense in Minnesota um, and generate a lot of shots on goal and play from behind and play well from behind against a team that was treating it like a playoff game and had a lot of intensity. Um, Sammy Blake continued his tear in the first period, getting himself his ninth goal of the year and ninth as a member of the St. Louis Blues, obviously, um, from Jakob Vrana and Justin Falk, who Justin Falk had a decent stretch games after a really, really poor regular season. Um, however, the lead was short-lived. Uh, as the Blues just fell apart on the power play, giving up two shorthanded goals in about 20 seconds. One unassisted from Hartman, who, you know, uh, scored off of Jordan Bennington, trying to go out after a puck and completely failing. And it would have been cool if he pulled it off, but he kind of just looked like an idiot. And of course, it was against Ryan Hartman, the guy who got him thrown out a couple weeks ago. Um, so tough, tough there, tough bulletin board material for the Minnesota Wild. Um, Hartman mocking Bennington a little bit after scoring that goal. And you could tell it definitely rattled Bennington a little bit as he gave up another kind of weak goal just 20 seconds later to Sam Steele. And just like that, the Blues are up 1-0, heading to the power play. You're hoping, you know, maybe they'll be up 2-0 after this power play. Surprise, they're down 2-1. Um Real rough stuff. Real rough stuff. One of the worst special teams performances in a period I've seen from any NHL team ever, <laughs> much less um, the Blues this season. You know, it was it was rough. Um, and that really, unfortunately, set the momentum for Minnesota for the rest of the game. Um, they got a power play late in the second period and cashed in going up 3-1 to one before scoring with just over 30 seconds left in the period to go up 4-1. to one. And it's a disappointing one. You know, the Blues played really, really well in that first period, apart from that incredible lapse from the power play team, power play group, uh, giving up two shorties. Uh, they had 18 shots on goal in the period, which I, I have to imagine is close to their highest in a period all season, if not their highest in a period all season. I know there are some games where it feel like they have like only like 20, 21, 22 shots on goal. So 18 in a period is ridiculous for them. Um, Obviously didn't pay off as they were only able to get that one goal, but it was encouraging, you know, seeing the offense come alive like that. Um, second period only got 10 shots on goal. Third period got 12. So, you know, I say only, but those are good numbers for the Blues as of lately. And I know I'm harping on shots on goal a lot, and it seems like an arbitrary thing to, to focus on, but um, it, it's been very frustrating watching, you know, games and, and looking up at the shot ticker and seeing the Blues down 10 every single time. It's like, you know they're capable of so much better and it feels like they were overthinking a little bit trying to force perfect shots and that first period they were just throwing anything and everything at the goal didn't quite pay off it would have if they didn't fall apart on that power play but heading into the third period expectations were low but you never know the blue this blues team has 
done crazier things. Um, and it looks like they might be in the midst of another comeback as Jake Neighbors, a guy who I have absolutely loved watching play lately. Um, he has been so fun to watch, playing with such a passion, such a fire um, in what is officially his rookie year. Uh, he has been so good, so so wise beyond his years in terms of his play style and his, and his ability. Uh, and that's been great to see. Gets himself his sixth of the year. I expect he will get a good chunk more than that next season as he's really kind of heating up towards the end of this regular season um, with the physicality and the playmaking and obviously the offense as a whole. Um, and then Pavel Buchnevich um, got himself a goal, his 26th of the year. All of a sudden, the Blues are just down one with a good chunk of the third period to go, and it felt like, you know what, the Wild kind of came out in this period a little bit flat, kind of assumed that they had the game, you know, under wraps, that it was, you know, locked in after two periods, and the Blues flipped the switch as they have been doing lately. Uh, and came back and made it a game. Unfortunately, they weren't able to get that um, tying goal as Gustafson had a really, really strong period for the Minnesota Wild. I think, you know, against a weaker goalie, the Blues honestly tied that game up. Um, but Gustafson held strong. The Wild kind of flipped that switch and snapped back into it like a good playoff team should be able to do. Brodeen eventually got the empty netter for the Wild. Um, but, you know, encouraging performance for the Blues. I looked at, you know, uh, my last episode I talked about Blues have four games left. What do you want to see out of them? And I'm not looking at wins and losses. I'm just looking at a team that gives a crap, preferably. And it feels like ever since they've been eliminated from playoff contention, they've cared more than ever. Um, you know, take of that what you will. Could the Blues have been a playoff team if they played at this pace all season? Yeah, absolutely. They've been, I think, like the fourth best team in hockey since like March... I forget. I saw a stat. In terms of point percentage, since the Blues have picked it up, they've been one of the best teams in hockey. Um, And that's, you know, every other team is obviously in the playoff race in that list. So who knows? You know, definitely a season of wasted potential for the Blues. However, they do still have two games left. So in this upcoming third and final segment, I'm going to be talking about my expectations for those final two games. Going to get a little bit of an interesting roster dynamic with a couple guys being out. Um, before I get into that, I want to head to one more short break. Don't go anywhere, though. I'll be right back. All right. So the St. Louis Blues only have two games remaining in the regular season. One, I believe, against the Dallas Stars. And I believe their final... Yeah, two against the Dallas Stars. Back-to-back, home-and-home, two more games, and then that's it. Um, Joel Hofer gets the call up. He will get at least one start. Apologies for the scare in the beginning. Jordan Benson's season is not over. I misread that and I saw it. I said Joel Hofer will get two starts. Silly me. I'm bad at reading. Um, Huma King, a guy that was called up, um, could potentially get in both or one, at least one of those games, which is exciting. He's a prospect that I think could be a very solid bottom six player for the Blues. Um, and Robert Bortuzzo is likely done for the season, along with Thomas Grice and I think Marco Scandella as well. Um, so going to see a bit of interesting depth um, in terms of what the Blues are going to be running in these next few games. Uh, Joel Hofer getting called back up. I'm really, really happy for that. I think his time was cut short a little bit uh, in his last stint with the Blues. He played really, really well. And then, you know, just due to Bennington's suspension being over and, other roster situations, he got sent down after a real stinker of a game, which he was probably always going to get sent down after that game unless he pitched like a 58 save shutout. 
Um, it was just unfortunate to see, you know, his his run with the Blues end that way. I'm really glad he's going to get himself another start um, uh, in a back-to-back against the Dallas Stars. I would assume he would get it uh, tomorrow night so Bennington can get the final start of the season, but you never know. The Stars are still um, pretty tight in that playoff race for the Central Division. I'm going to pull up the standings here uh, just to get a good look at it. But meaningful games for the Dallas Stars for sure. Uh, not so much for the Blues, obviously, but the Stars find themselves in second place uh, with 104 points, tied with the Colorado Avalanche. However, the Avalanche have played one less game. The Avalanche have three games to go. The Stars have two. So the Stars could find themselves as low as third in the Central Division if St. Louis beats them both times and Minnesota wins their last two, or they could find themselves at first in the Central Division if they win their last two and Colorado only wins uh, one out of their three. So Big, big, big games for the Dallas Stars, especially if they want to avoid Minnesota in that first round and play one of Winnipeg or Seattle. Um, it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. You know, it's gonna be interesting to see how the Blues respond to a team playing for their playoff lives. Obviously, the Stars have clinched a playoff spot, but like I said, the Central Division is within, you know, two points um, of first and third. So it's going to be interesting. You know, the Stars obviously would prefer to have home ice advantage. They would prefer to be that one seed and play a wildcard team instead of playing Minnesota, a team that they've been sort of battling with for the last few weeks for that third spot, a team that I think would give them a really hard time in the first round. And then you got a team like Colorado, who obviously the Blues don't see, but um, had an underwhelming year up until recently. You know, they've dealt with a ton, a ton, a ton of injuries, um, obviously coming off their historic season last year you'd expect them to be you know one of the top teams in the league not quite the case as they did you know like i said get ravaged with injuries however they've picked up the pace lately and they probably you know really want that first spot in the central um and you know the blues have a lot of power (laughs) with that um obviously it doesn't matter for the blues you know what what seed the stars are in but i think there's probably some pride about going out there and and, you know, the Stars have a little bit extra motivation rather than just wanting to win a regular season game. I think, the, you know, Blues players will take that, you know, hopefully a little bit personally and and, and use that to drive them and, and reach that playoff intensity that the Stars will most likely be playing with and give the fans a treat for the final two games of the year. I think most fans, myself included, hoped and expected to see the Blues play in a playoff game or two <laughs> this season. Um, obviously not going to happen, but... You know they have a chance to to play in some some high important games over these last two with the Dallas Stars. Uh, obviously, they let Minnesota beat them, not let Minnesota beat them, but Minnesota getting their win against St. Louis recently really helped them as they are still two points behind Dallas. But if they had lost that game, they would pretty much be out of the hunt for the second seed. So, Blues have an interesting opportunity to play spoiler here in terms of the Tankathon standings. The Blues currently find themselves with the odds for the 10th pick. They are locked in. They will get at least a top 11 pick if I'm doing my math right. However, Detroit, one point behind them. Uh, and Washington, two points behind them. Unfortunately, Washington's next game, it's against the Boston Bruins with a chance to set the all-time points record. So I don't know if they're going to be able to come away with a victory there. Um, however, if the Blues do lose their final two games and Detroit, Washington, and Vancouver win a combination of a few or if not all of their final games the blues could find themselves with the one two three four five six seventh best odds in the draft lottery which right now they're in 10th so very very interesting stuff in terms of the draft lottery as the season comes to a close like i said the blues have an opportunity to end up anywhere from seventh 
to, I think, 11th. They're currently four points behind Ottawa. They would be tied with Ottawa if they win their last two. I don't know who has the tiebreaker. Um, so either 10th or 11th. Um, but it would be spectacular to see them get a top 10 pick. Again, that would take Detroit winning one of their last two, Washington winning two of their last two, or getting you know three points in their last two, and Vancouver doing the same, and the Blues losing out. So it's going to be interesting to see what comes as a result of those games. That being said, that is all the time I have for you guys today. I want to thank each and every one of you so much for listening um, and giving all the support lately. It's been a great season of hockey. Got a few game recap episodes left to go. Didn't get a chance to do the Blue or False poll thing next week, but looking forward to doing that either tomorrow, Thursday, or Friday, obviously. So stay tuned for that. Um, if you want to participate in those you know, fan polls and stuff, follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Blues or subscribe on YouTube at Lockdown Blues. I read every single comment. Um, try to react to some of what I'm going to be doing that while I'm editing this episode. So definitely give a shout out there. Um, follow wherever you get your podcast, free and available, every podcast platform. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Thank you all so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.